What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of The Sheehan Show on SureDog.com. And today is a special episode of the show. I want to talk a little bit about Irish MMA and Irish MMA going forward and who I think will be the next three people from Ireland to get into the UFC, or who I think maybe should be the next three people. Not maybe who will, but who maybe I think. Now... I could have made this easier on myself. I could have said a top 10 or a top 5 and not have people roaring at me. But I decided to put it down to a top 3. Because I think these 3 people have an opportunity very quickly to stand out over the next while in some cases. They have stood out over the last year in some cases. And I have special reasons for all 3 of them basically. There are lots of other people uh, outside who I, I think could be very very close to getting to the UFC, who could be in the UFC uh, in 2022, and I, I will mention a few of their uh, those names as we go along here, but these three are the three I, I want to look at. Now, okay, before I get into three, let me mention a couple of the names. I left out... Um, I left out a couple of guys who are already in the UFC or, you know, around tough and stuff who might get back in, like Reese McKee, Richie Smullen. I think Richie Smullen has had a great time since he's been kind of away from the the the, uh, the black gloves in the, of the UFC and tough. Um, he's won a lot of fights, done some great stuff, and I think he is probably on the verge of getting another shot at, at the UFC. Um, I think he has improved a lot. I think he's a very good fighter, and he's winning fights. You know, Artem Lobov has kind of taken him under his wing a little bit, and I think he is one... To definitely look out for Reese McKee, as I mentioned, another one. He got one big win in Cage Warriors. I think he needs a couple more wins in Cage Warriors after getting to the UFC and you know losing twice and obviously getting quickly out of the UFC again. If he wins that belt in Cage Warriors, which I think he will get a shot at early next year, I think like I think with Reese, I think the big thing he needs is fights. I think he needs at least two fights in the first half of next year. If that doesn't get him signed to the UFC, get another two fights in the second half of next year and make yourself, you know, uh, undeniable. Make the UFC sign you back. So those that are, are a couple of names I, I would uh, lean on there. Will Flurry is another one who hasn't been in the UFC. I think he'd probably be my fourth one in this video. Uh, he is experienced. He has some big wins. He has beaten some very, very good guys. And in a middleweight division that isn't that strong, I think he could walk in there today and get a, get a lot of wins. Another guy who's really, really improving. Um... Then there are the likes of the guys coming up, the guys down in Cork, John Mitchell and Palahan. Palahan has had a great year uh, in Combat Chess America. Um, and, you know, John Mitchell, I think, is, is one of the top prospects in Ireland. I'd, I'd love to see both of those guys maybe back in Cage Warriors fighting again next year. I know they've kind of travelled around the world and had a couple of fights, but I'd love to see them get back into Cage Warriors, make a run there, maybe win the belt and go to the UFC. Now, there's probably loads of people who I'm missing. Those are the ones I kind of picked out as my... You know, my, my honourable mentions after this tree list, and, and I could probably mention a lot more, you know, whether it's someone like maybe Norman Park making another run, or, you know, you know the, the likes of Dara Kelly making his debut here coming up next year, or lots of the lads, you know, on Team Rhino who are doing good stuff uh, on the way up, or there's, there's lots and lots and lots of people who I could name, and we will be talking about them over the next while, as, you know, they're on their way up. Dean Barry, another one as well, who is, you know, my, my, by the time this comes out, maybe we'll have, uh, we'll have fought again, but he was almost signed to the UFC at one stage. Um, and you know, obviously, a lot of the other fighters in are signed to Bellator, like Celia McCourt, James Gallagher, and all. So they mightn't be, mightn't be going to the UFC. So right, let's get into the list. I spent three minutes trying to like back myself up here. <laughs> Some people don't give out to me, and I probably will still have people give it out to me. So here are my three names. The first one I'm going for is Franz Malambo. I think Franz Malambo deserves to be in the UFC. 
Uh, for lots of different reasons, really. The first one, I think, is just his ability. The quality of Franz Malambo. Look, he spent a lot of his early career. I remember uh, Graham, who does the Severe Met podcast with me, you know, has been around SPG for a long time and knows Franz for a long time. He used to always give out to him for going for guillotines and he'd end up losing fights that way. You know, he's won a couple of fights by guillotine as well. Beat Nathan Grayson by uh, guillotine. But he used to lose some fights in the early part of his career. And that's something I think has changed. And to me, the biggest thing for Franz over the last few years is that, is that newfound ability to just be a better fighter, to make smarter decisions, be a more intelligent fighter with the brilliant technique that he has. The tactics, I think, are brilliant for Franz Malambo these days. And when he has those right tactics, he's a very, very hard guy to beat. Here's a stat for you. His last nine fights, Franz Malambo, he's won eight of them. The only fight he lost was to Ricky Bandeas in a fight he was dominating uh, in Dublin. I was at that fight and I honestly, I couldn't believe how well Franz Malambo fought. And I've been a big fan of Franz Malambo for a long time. I think he's a really, really good fighter. But the way he handled Ricky Bandeas before he caught a shot. Look, he, anyone can catch a shot. And it's a great shot from Ricky Tech. Not in a way from him, absolutely. I wouldn't, you know, it's not a lucky bunch or anything like that. He caught him and knocked him out. But if you take that one, not, not taken away, but nine fights in a row and winning eight of them, that, that is brilliant. And Ricky Benet is a very good fighter who can catch anyone. Look what he did to James Gallagher and others as well. Um, a win, as I mentioned, Nathan Grayson, Dominic Wooding as well, who only a week ago or so defended his Cage Warriors belt in devastating fashion, winning in, what, 27 seconds or something like that. Franz Malambo has beaten him. He's win over Corey Tate. You know, he won just, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, not long before I'm recording this, he just won the Combatches Global Tournament, winning three fights in a night. Phenomenal performance from him, the three rounds in the end. He almost got caught again, you know, in a, in a submission uh, in, in the second round of that fight, fought through it. You know, some great cornering, especially in the first round of that from John Cavanaugh, Will Flurry as well in his corner out there. A, a, an intelligent performance again, the way he got through that second round and went out and won the third round won three fights in one night, just absolutely phenomenal. And he's a guy as well who's gone through it. You know, he fought Stephen Lohman out in Brave a couple of times. He's fought Aidan James, a very, very good fighter. Even from, you know, his his first career start, he fought Darren O'Gorman in his um in his debut on Bama, the, the Duke and Wild versus uh, Brendan Lachnan fight. Darren O'Gorman was 3-0, one of the top guys, one of the top prospects coming through. You know, Franz fought in the, the IMAS back in 2015 and had a great, great um, you know, career as an amateur. Fought Valdrum Lubishtani, who was a big favourite of mine. I think he's very, very good. He beat a lot of guys on the local scene as well. And, you know, he started off his career, what, 5-4, and four, Franz did. Which is, you know, a, a shaky start because of all those stuff fights. Like fighting Stephen Lohman twice out in Brave is, is, you know, that's not going to be easy. But since then, the, as I said, the only loss has been to Ricky Bandeas. Nine fights in, in three years in the middle of this pandemic. And I know, okay, three of them were on one night, but that's a phenomenal amount of fights to have taken all over. He fought in Bellator, fought. He's the FEN champion at the moment. Looks like, you know, maybe his next fight could be in, in combatches against their champion day. Kind of, uh, you know, they, they faced off in the cage right after that fight as well. But I hope that doesn't happen. I hope he doesn't fight for FEN again. I hope he goes straight into UFC because I really think he deserves it. You know, and as well, it's not just about the fight. And it's not just about the ability. He was one of Conor McGregor's main training partners. Very good friends at McGregor. Maybe that is something that has been in the past enough to get people signed. Franz Malambo has the ability. He has the wins. He has the CV and he has McGregor on his side as well. Hopefully that'll be enough to push him over. So my number one pick for Irish fighters to go to, to the UFC in 2022 is Franz Malambo. I think it should be. I think he is. I think he has separated himself from the pack more than anyone else. You know, um, 
got a fight in in the summer of 2021 got the three fights obviously in in the, the middle part of, of December here and uh, I, I think he's done a done a great job and has put himself in prime position so Franz Malamba is my uh, number one pick and okay these are not in any specific order no, I mean, let me just say that but the, the first one I'm, I'm picking here um, this, the, okay the next two are a little bit tentative because for different reasons they mightn't end up in the UFC but I think both of them should be and I, my next one I'm going for I'm going for Paul Hughes um Obviously, you know, everyone probably listening to this, if you're a fan of Cage or have listened to this, the Fight Academy Ireland graduate Paul Hughes um, has been, you know, a really, really good fighter for a long time after making his debut against Adam Gustav in that Bama show, knocked him out in, what was it, 92 seconds or something like that. You know, coming through the Irish scene as well, fighting on Clan Wars. You know, he's fought Richie Smolin, who, uh, who I mentioned before, fought Dylan Took as an amateur as well and lost the both of those, but bounced back. And has not really looked back since. Had really, really bad injuries. You know, from 2017, he, he debuted uh, in February. Um, and he didn't make his second outing until March 2019. So from 2017, 2019, you know, he was out for 25 months there. Broken hands, big, big issues uh, for Paul Hughes. But he's bounced back. He came into Cage Warriors. Won, what, four fights in a row, beat, uh, beat Aiden Stephen, um, who, uh, is that the same Aiden Stephen that friends fought? No, it's Aiden James, sorry. I, I, they're very close. You know, those people with uh, two first names, I was getting mixed up. But Aiden Stephen, a very good fighter as well. Seven and two. And then he fought uh, Jordan Vucinic, who he's going to be fighting again coming up here uh, in January, February, March uh, of, uh, of next year. And that's why I say, you know, this is a tentative one because he wins that fight. He could be in the UFC, he loses that fight, maybe he's not. But we'll get to that maybe again in a second. So he lost that fight to Vucinic. Contentious, very contentious split decision. I, I, I think I, I scored it for Vucinic at the time, but it's one of those ones where if you scored it for Vucinic, you're right. If you scored it for Hughes, you're right. It wasn't a robbery either way. It was a very, very close decision, a very, very close fight. But one that you feel Paul Hughes could learn from, you know? Um, one that you feel that a little bit of additional information fight IQ a little bit of additional um, you know fights under his belt and that's a mistake he won't make again fought twice since that James Hinden good win good win I, I would hope for a little bit better like I've ever Paul Hughes is one of these guys right I have really 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 high expectations for him and when he doesn't meet those expectations, I'm a little bit disappointed. Like, someone else could fight the exact same fight as Paul Hughes, and I'd say, what a phenomenal fight, what a performance, they're absolutely brilliant. But I think so much of Paul Hughes that even good performances for him, I expect better, you know, so he's one of those fighters. That's how much I think of Paul Hughes. Came out in his last fight in October, and uh, a very, very close, it was a majority decision win, yeah, over Morgan Charrier, obviously the, maybe the poster by at the moment for Cage Warriors, because Paddy Pimbit's gone, Ian Gary's gone, and he is the guy, you know, they're looking to go to France with, you know, for a big show, and maybe the winner of the, the upcoming featherweight bout between uh, Vucinic and, and Hughes will, will fight him. Now, in that fight as well, he won, Paul Hughes beating Charrier, won the interim featherweight belt. Vucinic is the featherweight champion after beating Charrier as well. And so this will be the, uh, the, the you know, the interim meeting the uh, the, the proper champion to to uh, put those two belts together. What's that word? I can't, I can't think of a word. You know, when you put the two belts together, what is it? Uh, amalgamate. I don't know. I can't remember. But that's a huge, huge fight. If Hughes wins that, what is he at the moment? He is, I'm just looking, 8-1, moves to 9-1. You know, has all those cage warriors fights. If he, if he look, if he beats Vucinic, okay, maybe it'll end up in a trilogy because Vucinic beat him once before. But he will have beaten Charrier and Vucinic two fights in a row. 
with uh, Tobias Farilla, who lost two fights ago to uh, William Gomez. I think those are the best featherweights in Cage Warriors at the moment. But you take Kalara out, cause, or Harilla out, sorry, because he just lost. It'd be very hard to deny Hughes a, a seat at the table in the UFC when he's just beaten Sharia and Vucinic, you know, two of the top three with him in that division. That is a that that would be a phenomenal run. That'd be a phenomenal two fight run in a row, um, and should vault him right to the level of the UFC. And he's already calling it. You know, this fight isn't for another three ish months, um, and he's already calling for that shot. He's already saying, you know, calling himself undefeated and everything like that. There's look. There's, I, I'm not the biggest fan of that. To be honest, I I'm not the biggest fan of saying you know I was robbed in that fight. He wasn't robbed in the fight. It was a very very close fight, very very close judging fight. And there's things to learn from that fight. And if he doesn't learn things from that, Vucinic is a very good fighter, and he'll beat him again. I guarantee you that if he does learn things from it has improved I, I can see him winning I think he has the beating of Vucinic but Vucinic one of the most underrated guys in, you know, in Europe I, I called uh, the other day on, on Twitter I called Franz Blambo the most underrated guy in Europe I think Vucinic is right up there with him I think he's a really 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 good fighter I have a lot of time for him and he will not make it easy on Paul Hughes so that's a fight everyone who needs to be tuning in for if Paul Hughes wins it He's my pick to go to the UFC next. But if he doesn't, it'll be another while. It might be this time next year. Before he gets there again, he'll need to go on another run uh, to get back into that uh, conversation again. But yeah, Paul Hughes is my second one. Uh, I believe in his talent. Paul Hughes is one of those guys where I, I think at some stage, he will. He, he's going to make it at some stage. Whether it's now or whether it's a year's time or whether it's 18 months time. I think he is too much of a high-quality fighter not to make it to the UFC, not to make it to the big shot. I think there needs to be little bits of improvements in fight IQ, little bits of improvements in tactics. Obviously, his technique is improving all the time. It's very good anyway, but that'll, uh, that'll continue to improve. Um, but once that gets there, I think Paul Hughes, you know, he, he could be the next guy um, to, to, you know, to make it there and to, the next guy to maybe be a star. If he stays with Cage Warriors for another time, I think they need to push him as one of those guys as well. I don't think he has like the, maybe the charisma or the stardom of an Ian Gary or a Paddy Pimblett in that way where people kind of gravitate to him. But if he keeps winning, that'll change very quickly because he talks, he talks in that manner, you know? And I, I don't think he's really got people to believe him yet, necessarily. But I believe in his... I don't believe in the talk. I believe in the actions and I believe in what he does in the cage and he's a very, very good fighter and someone we need to be looking out for uh, in the next year. So uh, those are my first two I think will be in the UFC in the next year or could be in the UFC. The third person I'm going for, bit, bit, bit of left field there, bit of left field because this is a person who has fought five times all in Bellator uh, and it's Danny Nealon. Um, and... The, 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 the reason I think she will be in the, in the UFC and I cheekily the last time at the Bellator press conference in Dublin asked her if she wanted to get to the UFC in front of all the Bellator crew and all but the, my reason for that is uh, they don't have a 115 pound division uh, in Bellator uh, they just get her fights and she, they've gotten her some good fights so all credit to Bellator take nothing away from them and if they did have a 115 pound division I wouldn't be saying this. I'd respect Bellator. I'd respect their, their signing of Daniel. I'd respect her as well in that division, maybe going for a belt or whatever it is. But um, she's called out Valerie Lareda. She's looking for that fight. She's willing to go up to 125 pounds uh, to fight her. And, you know, I'd actually, I'd probably fancy her to win that fight. I think she's a very, very good fighter. Um, good all around. Her last performance was was absolutely phenomenal. Ended up getting the, the finish led on after kind of, she was disappointed with herself. She said in the press conference afterwards that she went to a decision in her previous fight where she stepped out of 
Bellator and I said sorry earlier on she had all her fights in Bellator she hasn't she actually had one outside of Bellator but Bellator allowed her to go out she went over to Germany fought Katarina Delidza a German in Germany who's 5-1 a pretty good record with Danny Neal only having three fights before that and she went in and she beat her by unanimous decision was still a bit disappointed with that and that shows you what level uh, she is at you know she won her three fights obviously before that as well so undefeated um you know, the 115 pound division in the UFC is their strongest division, but every division needs to be stronger. And I think someone like Danny Nealon uh, is someone who will make that division stronger. May- this is the one I could see. Maybe she won't be signed in January, February, March. But if she gets a fight early in Bellator, gets another fight in the summer, maybe gets another fight uh, towards the end of the year, then maybe I could see her going to the UFC. She, she has said that she wants, you know exactly what I said there basically in terms of more fights more experience more improvements um, and I think they will come and it's just a pity that Bellator don't have that division in the moment at the moment I think going up to 125 pounds maybe for one fight it'd be fine but uh, you know as uh, as a long term plan I don't think it's the best plan uh, in the world because I don't think she's the, you know she's the biggest she's perfect for 115 I don't know maybe she could make 105 even if that division was around somewhere but I think you know, if she comes to maybe the end of her Bellator contract, if there's an offer comes in from the UFC or something like that for someone like Danny who is can't be tied to Bellator in terms of the division because they don't have that division, I I think she needs to move on to somewhere like the UFC at some stage. Now it's great at the moment because she's learning her trade in Bellator, probably getting paid better than she would be in in smaller organizations where uh you know where she's still fighting good people because they're all trying to rise and get that shot at the big show. So it's it's a great way to do it. If everyone could do this, get five or six fights in Bellator and then go to the UFC, you know, it it it'd be fantastic. Uh, but may, maybe she will be able to do it now. That maybe that's for someone smarter than me to, to see how you could kind of upload or plow that furrow even to get from Bellator to the UFC. But I think yeah, I think it might be possible. I think she has the quality. I think she has the ability. And um, over the next few years, I think she will rise and rise and rise. A very hard worker, very smart uh, head on her shoulders. And it's, it's a great time for women's MMA in Ireland as well. Sinead Cavanaugh, unfortunately, okay, she lost to Chris Cyborg, but just to fight Chris Cyborg is phenomenal. Liam McCourt is a ranked fighter uh, at the moment. Uh, Shauna Bannon just uh, had her last uh, amateur fight with Dee Begley, you know, Danny herself. I'm, I'm probably missing someone now, you know, from Ashling Daly back in the day to Catherine Costigan. There's a fantastic array of um, you know of, of women competing in MMA in Ireland at the moment, and more to come hopefully. But um, uh, you know, Danny, maybe I, I was going to say she's leading the way. I, I, you'd have to give it to Sinead after this year. Okay, she lost. You'd have to give it to Leah as well. I think they're all on a par. You know, I remember last year when we were doing our awards over in Severe in May. I think every single one of them got a vote. <laughs> so it's uh, and last year uh, in 2020, not not in 2021, but in 2020. All three of those women all went undefeated in that year. So the quality, you know, pushing each other, really, really good uh, fighters. And I'm looking forward to see where all of them go. But Danny Nealon for me, uh, with, you know, the obviously the other, uh, you know, Liam McCourt and Sinead Kavanagh still in, in, that, um, in that division with Cyborg and hopefully building their way for Sinead back up and for Leah up to that uh, position. Uh, so they're, you know, they're kind of taken care of there. But I think... Um, yeah, I think Danny could be one and she could be one to sign for the UFC uh, over the next year. So, yeah, those are my three fighters. Um, apologies to all the fighters who are probably going to roar at me. You know, the likes of Will Flory, Richie Smullen, Reese McKee, they'll probably all give out to me. John Mitchell, Palahan. Um, I'm probably forgetting loads and loads and loads more, but... Um, Lucky, uh, there's lots of people covering MMA in Ireland as well, and in the local shows and the big shows as well. Um, and you know we have it's been 
it's been a tough year for Irish MMA in some ways. Obviously, lost the two title fights in a row. James Gallagher lost. You know, Conor McGregor broke his leg and lost as well. But it's been a good year with kind of the amateur scene coming back a little bit as well, and lots of good wins and lots of up and comers uh, looking good. So, um, yeah, I think um, I think twenty twenty two will be a good year for Irish MMA, and I would predict that we will see more Irish fighters in the UFC next year, uh, starting with these three. All right, my name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.